Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk joining you on a Sunday afternoon. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all of our Great listeners out there, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to Strange Brew Coffee House here in Starkville or Brupolo in Tupelo. But if you can't make it there, they can make it to you. They can ship directly to your door. Just go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. And whatever kind of coffee machine you are using, they've got a product for you, including the brand new and spectacular K-Cups. They're flying off the shelves. Get yours now at strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. Calm. Humble talk. No, no, no. College corner. College mm-hmm. corner. Mm-hmm. So we just ate lunch, Robbie and I, a little inside baseball. So food on the brain, you know. So what, and nap. I, I could go for a nap. I have to do some stuff after this, too, so no chance of that. Uh, college corner. I wonder if college corner sells p- pillows and blankets. I could, I could get some maroon and white pillows and I'm blankets. I'm sure. Might need one. But whatever it is you're looking for, maroon and white, they've got it at College Corner. Two locations to serve you. They're in the Ridgeland area by Fleet Feet. They're in Flowood by the Half Shell. Or you can always just shop online at collegecornerstore.com. The biggest and best selection of maroon and white merchandise in central Mississippi. It's only at one place. It's at College Corner. Humble Taco, Starville's newest and best Mexican restaurant. My, we, were, we drove past that last night, and my, my daughter was like, hola, y'all. That must be a Tex-Mex place. And I was like, oh, no, no, no. That's Mexican fare. With Mississippi roots, is what you, I you should be doing a better job. She should already know about you know, humble taco. She says she, we never go that way. Very rarely are we headed towards the Cotton District or anything like that. So, will she will she eat Tex Mex food? Oh, she loves Mexican food. Okay, loves it. So yeah, she's a big fan of humble taco. We've been there, and we thought it was like you've been there. So I, I love having that discussion with my kids. Like we're gonna go to this place. I don't know. It's like you've eaten there. You liked it. Oh. You told me I want to come back. Yes, exactly. So, well, you're gonna your kids will tell you the same if you take them to Humble Taco because there's something for everybody on the menu. Even the pickiest eater, <clears throat> who's also known as Brian Haydad, yes, can find something, or in my case, a lot of things they're gonna like on the Humble Taco menu. So next time you're in Starville, make a make it a point to head over to Humble Taco. When you're looking for a quick and easy answer for lunch. Well, it's also going to be a really good lunch. You're going to go to Firehouse Subs. Just, you just got to go to download the free Firehouse Subs app. They make it so easy for you. It's an easy app to operate, and you pile up the reward points when you when you place your order. I think you get reward points with Firehouse. I use a several apps for, for, for ordering food, and nobody gets you reward points quicker than the ones uh, for the one for Firehouse Subs. So if you're looking for a good lunch, and if you're looking to eat free pretty quick, Firehouse Subs might be your answer. Locations in Starkville and Oxford, Tupelo and Columbus, Flowood and Madison. That's Firehouse Subs. Robbie, it feels like our shows are starting to become a little evergreen. A little, we're talking about the same things over and over again. But here we are. Mississippi State falls to Arkansas. 63-55 is the final score. Another game where the Bulldogs had opportunities in the closing minutes. Another game where they let it get away from them. And another game where they just did not do enough to win 
and they continue to put themselves further and further closer to the wall, I would say now of their next three – I said on on, uh, our show Friday, they need to win two of the next four. Well, guess what? Now they need to win two of the next three. Um, State only shoots 35% from the field on a night, or Arkansas only shoots 37%, but they picked that up in the final moments where they hit their final three shots. So going into that, they were shooting – 13 of 28, right off the top of my head, that's not great, but then they finished 15 of 31 because they had their last three shots. State, uh, you know, played pretty well at times, was in the game at times. Molinar with 19, a double-double for Tolu, I'm sorry, for George. Garrison Brooks, 12 points, 11 rebounds. Tolu Smith back in action last night. Not his best shooting night, but he was good off the free throw line to finish with 11 points and six rebounds. But at the end of the day, Robbie, they just did not do enough to win, and now we get to continue to play these same games over and over again. You know, are they going to are they going to win enough games to go to the NCAA tournament? What did you see watching this game last night? I, I just feel like I'm watching the same game over and over. I feel like this game and the Florida game and the Kentucky game, and I mean they're just, they're just all the same game at this point for me. This team just, they're not good at seizing opportunities against good teams mm-hmm. when they get there. You know, you, you go to that Kentucky game and there was an opportunity there at the end of the game and even at overtime. You had the momentum. You have a chance there to get a monster win on the road and they just they couldn't get it. Florida, quad one win opportunity, seven point lead. You, you're, you're in control and you just completely melt. In this game, they were in the ball game until the final two minutes. Mm-hmm. I mean, th- this was right there for the taking until the final two minutes of the game. They couldn't get the defensive stops and they couldn't get the scores in the offensive end. I'm not going to be upset at the defense in this ball game. I thought State played really good defense um, in the game. I-, I didn't have a problem with anything that they did on the defensive end. But I mean, three for twelve from three point. Right- I mean that. Their three-point shooting is is uh, absolutely not a threat at this point. And that's that's really, in a lot of cases, the great equalizer. Mm-hmm. The team that can hit three-point shots. I mean, Arkansas didn't do it well at all in this game. Um, so that wasn't much of a factor for them. But, you know, if State can hit six three-pointers, mm-hmm. six or seven three-pointers in a game, mm-hmm. that just changes a lot of things. You're, you're putting so much pressure on yourself when your offense re- revolves around – you know, low post action, mm-hmm. a dribble drive or something like that, a mid range jumper. I mean, some of these some of these shots were just bad shots. Tolu Smith taking a shot right inside the three point line. Mm-hmm. That's not a good percentage shot. That's not a good shot. Here's a stat for you. So Molinar has nineteen, right? Brooks has twelve, and Tolu has eleven. The rest of the team, everybody else who played, combined for thirteen points. He got five from DJ Jeffries on one of four shooting. Two from Shaquille Moore, two one of four shooting. You got three from Anderson Garcia. He was one of two. JV and Davis, one of two, and then one of two off the line. Rocket Watts, no points on 0 of two shooting. He had had double digits back-to-back games. You thought yeah. maybe he's starting to come around a little bit. No. Uh, Cam Matthews, 0 for two shooting, nothing out of him. I mean. And, and their losses, that's what happens. You, that's what the stat lines you see. Yeah. I mean, you can't just get six points from your bench. Mm-mm. You just can't. I've been saying it for for several weeks now, though. Too, T.J. Jeffries. They there was a lot of hype around him mm-hmm. coming out. 
has not delivered. They've got to have more than that. Five points. That's that's just not going to get it done. I mean, and he gets you know six rebounds and three assists. Yeah, it's a pretty. I mean, this, I'm, and play play good sorry. defense. He yeah. plays good defense. The defense isn't bad, but he you recruited that guy and thought he was a scorer. And Shaquille Moore is like hit or miss. Like he, you know, one night he'll have eighteen points, and then you'll turn around against Arkansas. He's got two, and you know, airballed a three pointer, and then on the other end gave up an end one. They just—they're not getting good enough play from those role players outside of Garrison or Tolu or, or Iverson. And like you mentioned, I mean, Tolu did not have a good night, but it's his—it's his first game back, yeah. and he had—he still had eleven points. He—he—he he, he was drawing fouls. He—he he didn't have a good game from the field. Yeah, but he still played his he game. Was active. He was getting to the rim. He—he he got uh, six rebounds. That's all you can ask for Tolu Smith when he's missed two weeks of action. 11 points on the road against a good Arkansas team. You'll take that. Garrison Brooks, a double-double. He's played a lot better the last couple of weeks. So you get what you needed from your quote-unquote stars. And I, I put Garrison Brooks in that category as well. But the role guys, you got nothing almost. Um, and that's just – to get a big win on the road in the SEC against a really good team – You've got to have a collective team effort. You've got to have guys coming off the bench making big plays and doing big things. And credit to Mississippi State for staying in this ball game. And I, I thought a lot of what they did defensively disrupted Arkansas. And then a lot of it was Arkansas just having a bad shooting night. But State did what they had to do on the defensive end. On the offensive end, you scored 25 points in the first half and 30 in the second half. Not good enough. You're not going to, you're not going to win on the road with 25 points and a half. No. Um, against a team like Arkansas that's Even playing at, its best basketball. But at the same time, they you only gave up 25 points. Defensively, State yeah. did enough in this game to win. But you can't shoot 35% on the road and, like you said, 25% from behind the arc and have any chance to win. The close of the game was really the 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 tell mm-hmm. of the game. Uh, they just they couldn't get the stops there at the end. And, listen, a couple of those was just you tip your hat. That was the... Magic that you somehow see in Bud Walton, where Arkansas just throws up a prayer and it swishes. You know, there there was one of those possessions. I think I think State was maybe down two or something, and it was a great defensive possession. I think DJ Jeffries was was in this guy's face, had a hand in his face and everything, and he just threw one up mm-hmm. from seventeen yeah. feet and it went in. Tough shot, contested, I mean, it's just, but it goes in. But that's that's the position states put themselves in, and now and I think that guy had I think that guy had like five points too that made that shot. Now he state, had six. state is in the position where they really need to win two of their next three, or you're going to have to start talking about you need to beat Auburn, the number one team in the nation, oh. when they come here in a few weeks. And don't forget in the How middle about that of that for a must win. Yeah, and then in the middle of that, you're going to have four games against teams that you need to win. You need to be four and zero playing Missouri, South Carolina, uh, Missouri twice, South Carolina, and and Vanderbilt. I um, really feel like State needs to win these two games this week. This is probably their best chance. You have Tennessee at home. State's been good at home. They've been terrible on the road this year. They haven't yeah. won yet, but they've been good at home. And then LSU seems to be in a bit of a free fall uh, right this second. They lost this past week and they got really kind of handled by Vanderbilt. They were down, I think, at one point sixteen, seventeen points. They travel. Is that am I, am I? Is that at? Yeah, they're traveling to Texas A and M on uh, Tuesday, so that'll be a tough game for them. And then they have Mississippi State. If, again, 
a two and zero week alleviates a lot of your problems. It gets you going in the right direction. One and one, at least you got the win. Another zero and two week, and I and I'm I'm almost willing to put the uh, the fork in them at that point. Oh, if they go into uh, there's again at o, if they go zero and two, they almost would need to win out. They would need to to you know assuming they, if they lose to Alabama. If they lose to Alabama, they have to win out to go to the NCAA tournament. Yeah, which again that includes a, a game over Auburn. I will say, like I look at this, and I mean, there, there's a lot of mystery with some of these games because they can lose to any of these teams. Mm-hmm. But I look at the stretch they have over the next two and a half, three weeks. These are this is a a chance here for Mississippi State to go on a bit of a roll if they can get things going. You know, Tolu Smith is back. You get him back in shape and ready to roll. I mean, you got Tennessee and LSU. You play Tennessee at home. Um, you feel good at home. LSU's in free fall mode. That is a winnable game, and I feel like they need to go win that game. Who knows what you're going to get out of Alabama? That they're they're hit or miss right now. Mm-hmm. Then you got two games against Missouri, which is a tricky team, but still, those are winnable games. Mm-hmm. And then South Carolina, who you've already beaten, and Vanderbilt. You need to really come out of the stretch hot because you close it out with Auburn and Texas A&M. You need to rack up some wins here. I, I mean, I, I feel like the, the pressure is on now for Mississippi State. It, it's no longer about, you know, well, there's some opportunities ahead or whatever. Well, time's running out. Time is running out. State has no resume mm-hmm. other than the fact that, you know, I mean. They have we, one quad, one win. One. One. We, we talked about it at lunch. I heard Ben Hallen say it. I heard uh, media from Arkansas say it. I've heard other coaches say it, national media. Mississippi State looks like a tournament team. Well, that doesn't matter. It doesn't yeah. matter if you look like it. You have to have something that that is presentable to the committee to get in. To me, And nobody Robbie, wants to hear that. Nobody wants to hear, right. oh, well, Mississippi well, State looks and, like a tournament team. And to me, that's a, a more that's a bad indictment, right? They look like a tournament team. Well, why don't they play like a tournament team? Why don't they win some of these games? The fact that they can't win these games when they absolutely—they're in—they've been in must-win mode for the past couple of weeks, they, you know—and they haven't won any of these games except for South Carolina. They haven't beaten Alabama is their best win, mm-hmm. and Alabama has some really bad losses. They're Alabama's kind of a an conundrum, up and down kind of a team. You know, they—they they have some really big wins, but they're kind of a conundrum right now. We yeah. don't know what Alabama is, right? Um, and Mississippi State, you know, all right, they—they they play the. You know they're kind of a tough team to play for a lot of these teams, but they're still not winning their games. Um, you know you can play a tough schedule, you can play some some tough teams. Uh, if you're not winning the if you're not winning some of those games, you're you're going to the NIT, and that's not where Mississippi State wants to be in year seven under Ben Howland. Um If it, if this was last year, and State's given Arkansas a run or K- Kentucky on the road a run, uh, you know. Maybe people would be more understanding, but everybody's ready to win now. You have the roster to win now. You have to do it. And they're going to have to rack up some wins here in the next three weeks or they're going to be sitting at home and that there's going to be a lot of pressure on Ben Howland at that point. The The fact of the matter is this. However you want to get there with this team, if you want to say they're not talented enough, if you want to say they don't make the right decisions, you know, if they had their basketball IQ is low, which I think I believe about this team, it all goes back to coaching. This is year seven for Ben Hallen. He's got no one to blame but himself for the, the, the state that this team is in. He recruited these players. He recruited you know the rest of these guys. He, he was the guy who brought these transfers in. 
and I understand there's been some some issues. You know, I expected there to be some chemistry issues, and I, and but you know, for the most part, I don't see a lot of griping and sniping on the court. No. Feels like they're getting along. No, they're but they're, they're not fine. playing as a team. They don't play as a cohesive unit. So where, wherever you want to take the blame game, when a head coach is in year seven, it goes to him. So Ben Howland's got to find a way to dig out of this hole. Otherwise, he's probably going to be looking for a job when we get there at the end of uh, the middle of March. Well, some people may disagree with me, and I mentioned something about the offense uh, back during the Ole Miss game, and a lot of people disagree with me about the offense. But I think this offense is is a large part of the issue. It's I don't like it. I don't. I don't me personally, I don't like the offense. I, I think it's outdated, and I think it's it's become kind of a problem. Um, you know, and you can execute at a high level, you can be efficient, whatever people want to throw out about this offense, but there's no three-point shooting. Um, there's nobody that you can really count on to knock down a big shot from there. It's all kind of, you know, it's all real outdated to me. I mean, they scored 25 points. Uh, Arkansas is a really good defensive team, but, you know, 55 points on the road at in 2022 is, is going to be tough to win. Yeah, I mean, unless you're just so, I mean, as, and have it, some sort of a racer in the middle, or I don't know. but And the defense, too, has, has been up and down mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, um, this was a great game yeah. defensively, but they have had some poor games defensively as well. One of the things that I think they do well is rebound. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, you know... Not this game. They got out-rebounded. Yeah, but it was... It, it wasn't It, wasn't it was bad. minus one, but I'm just saying. Yeah. But, you know, it's just... The offense is just its kind of tough to watch. Yeah. You know, the, there's, a, there's just a lot of issues with this basketball team. You have to execute at a really high level mm-hmm. to, to win a game like that, and they just didn't. Also of note in this game, I mean, let me see if I can find the uh, – I, I don't think – yeah, Molinar didn't have a shot in the last, like, two minutes. Yeah. In a close game. I mean, again, it sort of goes back to, you know, Ben Howland, right? You're the head coach. You have to something look, up. Draw something up. Clear out for Iverson. Crash the boards and try to get a rebound, but he's going to be the guy that takes us home. you got to put the ball in your best player's hands and say, win the game. Yeah. And it just it just doesn't happen. So three games in the next, uh, what, 12 days or whatever it is, 10 days, State needs to find a way to be 2-1. and one. If they can be 2-1, and one, then they have a, a stretch where they need to be 4-0, and oh, but they can be. They're, they'll all be favored in all those games. And then you, you, everything else should take care of itself. But you don't win in these next. You don't win. Yeah, I mean, you don't, six and one in the next seven games. You're probably in, in good shape. They're probably going to be in the tournament. Yeah, six and one would put them at twenty and eight. Yeah, you're probably going to be in the tournament, or at least, at and, least right there, and then maybe try to find a way to beat A and M. Auburn, Auburn is not. Unbeatable. They've been playing with fire. They should have lost to Georgia. They should have lost to Missouri. Yeah, I mean, that, so I mean that that's not out of the question. Question, but we're not going to predict Mississippi State to beat no. the number one team in the country at this point. They're going to have to prove that. And, and you might be thinking, well, you know, you, how are you going to predict State to go 4-0 in those games? They don't have any choice. Yep. If they lose one of those games, they lose to a sub-90 Vanderbilt or sub-90 uh, South Carolina or a sub – I think Missouri's in the 150s. You can't lose Which is crazy games. because Missouri has gotten some big wins and mm-hmm. they're like – they seem like a, a team that can just absolutely I haven't checked. ruin a a schedule. They just won yesterday. I think yeah. they beat was it A and M? Yeah. They played. Uh I believe yeah, I believe that's correct, yeah. You know, I mean that's that is a that's a dangerous team and um they're not I mean it's it's dangerous in the sense that you lose to them 
they're going to wreck your Yeah, they jumped up to bubble. 138 in the net. Yeah, I mean, they're still way down. I mean, it's just yeah. – and you got to play them twice. It's going to be very difficult to beat them two games in a row. In case you're wondering, State sitting at 49. They dropped from 47. Uh, Lenardi's bracket- still hanging in. I mean, Lenardi's bracketology had them as uh, still in the first four out. But this is what this is the Ben Howland experience. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, with the exception of that that, that one, one year, year when they win the NCAA tournament, mm-hmm. they they're they're doing just enough to kind of hang around, but they can't just overtake that momentum right. and move safely in and get the fan base fully on board. Mm-hmm. I mean, you win against Arkansas, you probably have a packed arena Tuesday night, and hopefully people are still coming out on Tuesday to see the team because that's that's really going to help boost this this team moving forward is if in these home games they have a big crowd there. I mean, the fans play a major factor in college basketball almost more than anything else. So, I mean, I I do hope that people aren't just, you know, boycotting this team or whatever. If you if you want if you want them to take the next step and get to the NCAA tournament, they need to win these home games. So, um, you know, we'll see what happens. I imagine it'll be a decent crowd there, with, but probably, you know, over 5,000 or something. Speak, before we, uh, we switch uh, gears here, see this TikTok going around of Eric Dampier Jr.? Yeah, 6'5". In sixth grade? Yeah. So he's a point guard now. I imagine he won't be for much longer. But that's some yeah. crazy stuff. Can Ben Howland hold out for six more years <laughs> to get the number one player in the country? We'll see. All right, let's move on into the second half of the show. It's brought to you by our friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council who want to remind you that beef, oh, it's what's for dinner. When you go to the grocery store, if you put beef in the cart, well, you're doing yourself a favor. You're doing your family a favor by providing a great, nutritious, and delicious meal. But you're also doing 15,000 of your fellow Mississippians a favor. That's our Mississippi beef producers. They're doing nearly a half billion dollars worth of year worth of business here in our state. So that's a huge piece of the agribusiness here in Mississippi. Beef is always a great choice. A lot of great recipes. Look look for them at msbeef.org. And you can find out more information about the Mississippi Beef Council there as well. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two brothers smoked meats in the heart of the cotton industry. I was told we have a shout-out to give. Absolutely. I'm Do sh- it. I'm shouting out our boy, Lee Battle. All right. The Battle Axe. Normally, Lee Battle only gets shout-outs on the Pat McAfee show, but here he's going to be with us. I know. Well, this show is infinitely more important. I know it's more important to Lee Battle as well. I would I would probably agree with that. Yeah, well, we were in... Uh, I was, so you and I both did Two Brothers this week, Yes, but on different days. Yeah. Uh, Friday night, I went up there with uh, our friend Stefan and Sock and Theo. Who Stefan. Went and got some Yeah. There we go. This place has everything. <laughs> We went there and got some food and smoked and, wings, <laughs> pork rind nachos, and hot sauce. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, anyway, we we had a good meal and some some good uh, good times there, hanging out. And uh, Lee was was man in the bar, did a great job <laughs> slinging drinks. Yeah, over at Two Brothers, it was a tremendous, all your friends were drinking, not you, right? Uh, it was a tremendous crowd too. I mean, yeah, it, like that place. Celebrity it's, crowd, you were telling me. Yeah, a lot, a lot of celebrities there. So, I mean, the thing about Two Brothers is you think about it as, you know, a cool vibe, cool little mm-hmm. eatery, you know, get, get some good drinks, mm-hmm. get some uh, good food. Mm-hmm. But late but night, that place it's, is it's, absolutely it's hopping. It's bumping, they, bumping. They have, what they've done with that place, taking it from the small really cool. little 
small little area that they had in the Cotton District to what it is now. It's cool. It is it is Same. incredible. So shout out to Lee. Shout out to er- Barton. Everybody at Two Brothers because mm-hmm. that place is the place to be right now in the Cotton District. I don't have anything else to say. I'll let I'll, let, I'll that, let that ad speak for itself. And nobody has to pay me to say that because. But they do. Well, yeah, technically. Yeah. But I, I would say that even without. I would a little extra money in my pocket. They don't make it any easier for you than they do at Advantage Business Systems. Great products and great service. The great products, though, is an incredible selection, an outstanding selection of everything your business is looking for, for a technological purpose. A copier, a printer, computers, software, information, mailing systems. They've got it all. And then the sale, it's not just, all right, here's our 1-800 number, and uh, you give us a call, and you know we'll be out there in 10 business days and see if we can't get you taken care of. No, no, it's, hey, Bob, this is Jim. We're going to take care of you today. We'll be out there as quickly as possible. I don't know if there's a Bob or a Jim or anything like that, but I'm just saying. It's that kind of service. There are Bobs and Jims. I would would go out on a limb and say there's a Bob or a Jim on one side of the phone when you call Advantage Business Systems. So call them today. Put them to work for you. Find out how they can put 47 years of experience to your benefit. That number is 601-362-9192 or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business i love i love a little controversy we got some here so mississippi state i don't know if we talked about did we talk about the the the, we talked about the ulm game and yeah how is that going to be a clue into the future of scheduling well msu put together another uh scheduling uh in for our nugget this this week when they announced that or i said that they have not announced this yet and I want to be clear about that. Mississippi State has not announced this yet. We're going off of a report from fbschedules.com, which is a pretty good website. It's definitely a great website if you're looking for future schedules. It's a great great resource. But they broke this news, and I haven't seen anything official from Mississippi State, but they're saying that State has signed a two-game deal, home and away, with Southern Miss, 2030-2031, at Southern Miss in 2030, and then Southern Miss comes to Starkville uh, in 2031. State still has two games left on its current deal with Southern uh, going back to the 2019 season where they played them at home. They play them uh, at home again next year, which is a cool – I don't know if you're aware of this, though, Robbie, but next year the last two games of the season are Southern Miss and Ole Miss at home. Really? State plays USM on the 18th, and then it's the next week is Thanksgiving. Wow, that's – That's cool, though, right? And, and Southern Miss is going to have a little retooled roster. That could There'll be, be some familiar faces. That could be an interesting game. So – and then they play them again at Southern Miss to open the 2025 season on 8:30. Somebody let Ed's Burger Joint know I'll be there. Yes, but, but that's a two for one deal. Like I said, the first game was already played 2019. This is a straight home and home. That is an unusual thing for Mississippi State to just dole out to uh, G5 schools. Yeah, you know, and and I know a lot of older fans will look and go, "Well, it's Southern Miss," and blah blah. blah. The days of, of Jim Carmody and, and, and Southern Miss dominating this rivalry are, are kind of behind us now. Are you surprised to see a home-and-home home with the Golden Eagles? Not not really, because uh, you know, I think we've seen this a little more in the last few years. You know, they played La Tech on the road. Um, uh, I mean, it's to me, I kind of like it. And I, I realize people the people that don't, but I love Hattiesburg. I'd love the opportunity to go down there. And watch State and Southern cover I wish that game. Mississippi State had been built in Hattiesburg. Yeah, that would be nice. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's just uh, I, I, 
me personally, I don't get as torn up about it. I understand the people that do because mm-hmm. you're taking an extra home game away. But, I mean, if you're going to go on the road, why not go to I, Hattiesburg? I think, I think the issue for me is the people who want to describe why they like it do so in terms of, well, I like going to Hattiesburg. And, yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's an easy road trip for our fans and things like that. But they don't it's the the issue is normally when state does home and homes, right? You're doing it in, in a city where you want to give your fans a good trip, right? It's like with Tulane. Yeah. Uh you could sort of say that for Memphis. Although mm. after this past year, I don't know if that's the case. I don't know. If, no, I don't know if there are any Bulldog fans. Let me put it this way, I'd Memphis. rather them go to to Hattiesburg than Memphis. I would too, but it's just unusual to see USM get a home and home out of any SEC team, let alone Mississippi State. I mean, they, USM plays a lot of one-off games. They don't ever. Alabama's never going to USM. Auburn, Georgia, LSU—they're never going to Southern Miss. State's the only one that would go there. I think Kentucky went a couple years ago. Um, so it's just surprising. You really want to tick some people off. Hmm. Um, you can save some money. Yeah, of course. That's really going to make some people mad that are that are not fans. Of I did get a kick out. Everybody's like, "Well, there might be some recruits." Like, who is Southern Miss recruiting? <laughs> that you know. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, I get both. I get both sides of it, but I mean, it's it, it just doesn't bother me as much as long as it's not at like nine p.m. or whatever that one was. That got on, yeah, it was like a Friday night, wasn't it? No, it was, was Saturday. Saturday. That 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 game that that was why it was at nine. The only options for TV were nine p.m. or eight p.m. on Friday. It, and and it wasn't it like on like Fox Sports it was on like or FS2 or something. Yeah, I mean so like what uh, that was that was dumb. Nine o'clock and, and state state really kind of struggled out of the gates in that and ball then game. Got it's, control. I mean, have I ever told you the story that me and Steve Robertson driving home from that game? Yes. About and if you've never heard it, so I'm I was almost asleep because it's like two thirty in the morning, right? I mean it, it's late getting out of there because can kick off at nine. And we're coming up 59 north. And somebody is coming down south on 59 north. They're in the, the opposite lane. I'm like, Steve, are you seeing this? He's like, yep. <laughs> this car just blows past us. Doing like 100 southbound on I-59 north. And I just, like, star HP. <laughs> and I called the highway patrol. I was like, yeah. Holy smokes. I, I just, imagine like at 2 in the morning seeing headlights coming right at you on an interstate yeah like you should be over there sir not great bob yeah it was something i, I was awake after that i never went back to sleep i was like we're good i'll try we're good you're gonna do one or the other you're either gonna just fall asleep and uh-huh. just give all your cares away yeah. or you're going to i was i was more like i'm gonna hold awake. on to the uh the oh crap handle here and uh <laughs> just hope for the best so i love a lot of states future non-conference stuff i think they've got a lot of great and interesting matchups um, just not next, this one over the next decade. Well, here's the, I don't mind playing Southern Miss. I don't. Um, I, and I've said before, I, I'd like if State's going to play an FCS school, I'd like to see Jackson State and Alcorn back, and I'd like to see Valley if they could pull it off. Oh, I'd I, love to see Jackson State now. Can you imagine if State played Jackson State right now? Would they need De- to do it. If Dion came here, I mean, you you, have to, you, you need extra have to, You absolutely have to do that. I, you could honestly, you could honestly move that game to Tuscaloosa and sell it out. I mean, I like, I don't could, understand why that hasn't already there. been put into place. I mean, if you're going to play Tennessee Tech or something exactly. like that, 
go ahead and book Deion Sanders. That's going to pack the place out. Yeah. You're selling a ton of tickets. Don't bring the sonic boom and let's go. And I mean, that's that. And that's the thing. You just play it star. And you know this too, because those two games against Jackson State, that's some of the best atmosphere for non-conference games we've ever had at Mississippi State. The Mullins' first game felt like an SEC game. Yeah, ton of Jackson State fans made the trip. They they were awesome. The sonic boom, is, it goes without saying, and it's just fantastic. And here's the thing, and, and this might upset some so a lot of people on twenty four seven. I know there's a big JSU contingent there. State would win that game by about forty points. They yeah. would crush Jackson State, yeah. but it would still be awesome. Still be, but I mean, I like you know Arizona, Arizona State. Those are cool matchups. I'm I don't know if I'll go to those. I for sure will go to Minnesota in 2026. When, whenever I'm, why else would I ever go to Minnesota? Yeah, it's true. But I'd like to go to that. So I, that's one. Assuming I'm alive, I'll be uh, as long as that is. I'll be 51. As long as that's taking par- taking part at the beginning of the season, nine twelve, in- September twelfth. Okay, it's, we're it's, good. Might be a little chilly, but not too oh, bad. Shit, it'll be like 65, 70 degrees. It'll be nice. What's now? You got me wondering what the what the Average weather's temp, like. September, Minnesota. Minnesota. It's it's, it's rarely below fifty three. They say. Okay. So yeah, it's fine. It's fine. I can handle that. And then you know they have the Texas Tech and then Washington State. I, I would twenty thirty one. I just want to point out I'll be fifty five when that's game. <laughs> played but if i would go i mean 20 to, to washington state because again why would i ever go there otherwise yeah so that'd probably be cool to see i've been up to oregon but i have not been that far i haven't been to and that's washington. and like that is like small town america yeah like you're not anywhere near, close to seattle and the coast and all that you are no it's not yeah the the palouse is more rural than than what they, we it's see almost, it's here. like being here yeah so. probably more rural than it is here yeah, like I'm looking here for this uh, this map. Like, yeah, you're you're basically on the border of Idaho when you're in Pullman. I mean, Big potato fans there. Yeah, you're much closer to Montana than you are to the Pacific Ocean. See, and you can go out to Montana for a day. I would Wyoming, like to go to Montana. Pl- places like that, and have a large American woman <laughs> and drive a pickup truck. Yes, yeah, that would be something where I might. Honestly, that 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 seems like a vacation, right? Yeah. Go to Montana, enjoy, you know, see some wildlife. I already want to take a vacation to like Colorado, Montana, Wyoming, yeah. some of those places. So there's some good there's some good stuff here. Some good stuff. I think the least populated place in America is Wyoming. I would believe. That. I could be wrong on that. Yeah. But there's what? like there's like one person per like yeah twenty five miles yeah, yeah, in some of those places. One last thing before we go, we got to talk about this. What's going on over at Auburn? Mm. Uh, reading Twitter as we speak, and we're talking, it's 140 on a Sunday. Brandon Marcello, our friend, looking like it's imminent that Brian Harson's going to be out. He can't uh, coach. He can't coach there anymore. I, I, they, I agree with gone, that. I think they've they, 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 gone too far. I think I agree with that. I love his idea, by the way, for an interim head coach, Chiswick. For one year, bring him in, let him hold the fort down. Yeah, this is going to be a bad year anyway. No matter who the coach was, you know what's really interesting to me. Mm-hmm. You know, people talk about you know Auburn's like a lot of people start swinging for the fences for some of these hires. Mm-hmm. Look at look at their last few hires. Gene Tizik, the defensive coordinator. What is he, defensive coordinator? I, no, he was the head coach. He was head coach. At Iowa okay. State. Iowa State head coach. Yeah. Then you got your former offensive coordinator that was at Arkansas State. Yeah. And then you got the Boise State coach. Yeah. Big time coaches. 
I don't because think want of the to coach there. situation. Well, that in the fact your primary competition immediately you're competing with the greatest program in the NCAA. I got an easy solution. Hugh Freeze. Oh, that's perfect fit. But if you go from firing coach for moral reasons to hiring well, Hugh Freeze, it's not gotta, really going to. You got to make it clear that moral reasons weren't the reason you fired him. I don't think that's. You got to find made a way. Clue, made clear, and then Freeze will take the job. No questions asked. Well, that's not going to be He's made. He's beaten Saban. And you'll be fine. But that's not going to be made clear because Harson has an $18 million buyout, which, by the way, Auburn, terrible at making contracts. Yes. Terrible. They, they just got done paying Gene Chizik, I believe. Yeah. They pay, they had to pay like a $20 million something crazy buyout to, uh, to Malzahn. To Malzahn. And now they, they have an $18 million. They're firing a dude after one year? We talked about this. I think we talked about it on Sports Talk on Friday. Between Harson and Malzahn, you're talking about $40 million worth of buyout. Mississippi State's athletic budget is $100 million. Imagine 40% of your athletic budget. going. And for Auburn, I mean, it's it's like what? Probably $150 million? Yeah. So basically 25% of your budget goes to two people who don't work there anymore. Exactly. That's bad management there. Well, the thing that sucks for Auburn is they have a lot of money. <laughs> they have some prestige. They can recruit at a high level. But... Even then, you're still going to be secondary to Alabama yeah. almost every year. But I mean, the thing is, Malzahn, every now and then you compete for a national Malzahn championship. was able to beat Alabama enough. But yeah, you're definitely second best. But even that, like that, like you're you know, you had the kick six and, mm-hmm. and some things like that. You went to the national championship one year, but the majority of the time you're winning eight or nine games. And yeah. that's just not going to be good I enough. Think, I brought this up again on Friday. I think I surprised Borky with this. But since that year, 2013, they went 12 and two, right? Mm-hmm. Eight and five, seven and six, eight and five, ten and four, eight and five, nine and four, uh, six and five, six and seven. So an average of eight wins. Basically, since 2013, that'd be great at Mississippi State, but not at Auburn. Since 2013, State's been better than Auburn, which and is I, it's really crazy because when they went to that first national championship, you mm-hmm. were thinking They're about Gus Malzahn is really about to roll. Yeah. I mean, they were, number, never, they were number two in the nation when they came to Starkville. It, if you look at that pattern, you look at that pattern, it would be, you know, Malzahn's on the hot seat, he wins eight or nine games, mm-hmm. and then goes down to six wins, and then back on the hot seat, wins eight or nine games, wins ten games. Every single time he was on the hot seat, mm-hmm. he found a way to beat Alabama. Or do something, yeah. Finish with like a new And that's six. the only thing about Auburn is they are the only SEC school that plays Alabama, other than Tennessee. That plays Alabama and Georgia every year. Yeah, so I mean, that's you just tough. you go in knowing that's probably too long. That is a t- that that might be one of the toughest jobs in the SEC. Let me ask you this, and this is what we'll get out of here on. I don't think I think Auburn has too much money and too much power and too much tradition long term to be down for like a decade or anything. Right? They're not yeah, going to go through that. They're, they're never going to have be, a two or three year patch here where they're just sort of like they're not good. They're never going to be putrid for a long time. Mm-hmm. Like, but they'll have a year. It'll be bad this year. Yeah, they'll be bad this year. They'll have a year where they win four or five games. I agree. They did that with Gene Chizik before they hired Gus Malzahn. Yeah, I agree. But, yeah, I mean, it's just that job is so difficult because of the circumstances mm-hmm. that you're Your dealing with. Your two biggest with. rivals are the two teams that played for the national title last year. Yeah, I mean, you, you have a lot of money. Like I said, you got boosters. You got you got a good pool to your, pull players Your from. third biggest rival? It's probably LSU who won the national title three years. The last three national champions are your biggest rivals. But th- this this whole deal, right? You could kind of see this coming. Yeah. With Horson, I, I never thought, thought it was a good hire. Oh, no, I didn't either. I didn't either. So. And and also, um, why, I keep hearing Kevin Steele's name. 
Just that move would be, on from that guy. That would be a disaster. I agree. I agree. Obviously, if anything happens, we'll talk about it on Sports Talk Mississippi on Monday, and it looks like we'll have something to talk about along with a whole lot more. A lot of basketball this week, some baseball, some football. we got it all, and we'll talk about it here on Thunder and Lightning. Look forward to another good week with you guys. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Talk Mississippi Media Production.